0: Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com/slash radio. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Sunday, August 16th, 2015. We have an incredible show for you today packed with information about holistic health care for pets living with cancer. But first, I want to quickly thank our sponsor. This episode of Tripod Talk Radio is made possible by Vetra Science Laboratories, the makers of GlycoFlex joint health supplements for dogs and cats. Keep your tripods joints healthy and strong with GlycoFlex, clinically proven ingredients providing support for mobility, flexibility, and comfort. Find out more at GlycoFlex.com. So now, we are honored to have with us Dr. Judy Morgan today. Dr. Morgan is an acclaimed holistic veterinarian. She practices at Clayton Veterinary Associates in New Jersey and is author of the popular book, From Needles to Natural, Learning Holistic Pet Healing, as well as the homemade dog food cookbook, What's for Dinner Dexter? Cooking for Your Dog Using Chinese Medicine Theory. We have a lot to cover here, so let's get started. Welcome, Dr. Morgan, and thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me.
2: Hey, Dr. Morgan, this is Renee here. We so appreciate you giving up your Sunday to be here. Thanks so much.
1: (laughs) No problem.
2: Well, hey, um, you know, we have uh, been talking about you in our nutrition blog and discussion forums and everything because we really, really love the work that you're doing. Um, And I have a ton of questions here for you today. So we're going to start with um, the first one, which is uh, how has – changing to a more holistic-based approach, change the lives of your pet patients who have had cancer and other immune system diseases. Um, I know that you started out as a traditional um, Western-centered veterinarian, and then you switched over. And and you talk about this in your book, and you have a great story. So I was hoping you could tell us a little more about um, why and how you switched and maybe some successful examples of patients you've treated
1: Okay. Uh, well, you know, I kind of got into it accidentally. Anybody who's read my book knows that I took an accidental chiropractic course thinking I was learning about orthopedics. So that, you know, that's kind of what started the whole thing. (laughs) But the changes in the pets were just miraculous, and that was just learning one modality, one simple thing, how to do adjustments and loosen up the spine and and get the nerve function and the blood flow to the muscles and the joints to improve. So you know that took me on a path into a lot of different things, and um, I finally settled on Chinese medicine as my my main modality and The things that I love about it is that it 's not just one thing. I actually started out just taking acupuncture, and I thought, boy, there's so many things that I can do with that as far as pain management, immune system help um, you know internal medicine problems. But there's actually four branches of Chinese medicine, and the second one is Chinese herbals. And so a lot of people use Western herbs. There's also the ayurvedic, which is the Indian uh, focus, and then there's the Chinese herbals. Um, And then there's also food therapy and twina, which is sort of a combo chiropractic massage type of thing. And uh, the thing that really, really spoke to me when I went through all of that training was the food therapy and the changes that I have been able to bring about in my patients using food if nothing else you know for people who say i don't want to use any medication that's fine some dogs can't tolerate the herbs some people don't can't afford the herbs you know but most people can afford to make even simple changes in the diet that will help decrease pain and decrease inflammation increase healing shrink tumors Increase mobility. So there's so much that we can do with that, and uh, you know, I I probably see changes for the better in 80% of my patients just with a diet change alone.
2: Wow! Oh my gosh! And are these um, dogs and cats of all ages? Uh, Tell me a little bit about your patients.
1: Sure. So uh, you know. Sadly, being a holistic veterinarian, sometimes and very often, I'm the last stop. So, you know, mm. it's people who have gotten frustrated with traditional medicine, Western medicine. It's like, you know, my dog just keeps getting more steroids and more antibiotics and more Rimadyl or Deramax or whatever the pain med of the week is. Um, you know, and they're having side effects, they're having problems, they're not getting better, they're not healing, it's just, you know, we keep putting, you know, people start to realize after a while, we're just putting a Band-Aid on this, we're not solving the underlying problem. So sadly, very commonly, I'm treating the senior patients or the patients who are kind of on their last leg, no pun intended, Um, but, you know... (laughs) that that you know that becomes a major focus it's really nice because i've been doing it for so long now and i have clients who have come to me with those end stage or terminal patients who you know after that patient passes they they even in the short time that they might have of doing things holistically they say wow you know my dog he only lived two more months but man they were like the best two months of his life he felt so much better and you know i could see the difference in him and so then when they get a new pet you know whether it's a new puppy or a new adoption then they start out looking at things from a different perspective right from the get go so that's really nice. So I'm now actually getting a lot of puppies that we're getting to start off on the right foot, which is so cool. Um, I also treat horses, and I see just miraculous things in horses as well.
2: <laughs> wow. I I totally hear you on the getting a, a chance to start over with a puppy because after our dog Jerry passed from osteosarcoma, you know that was our introduction to natural healing. And now our current dog, Wyatt, is benefiting from – what we've learned through experts like yourself. And I just, I feel so grateful that there are that's like you out there who are doing this because um you're hard to find <laughs>
0: that's
2: like you who, who you know, I'm trying approach to make like it this. easy.
1: <laughs> I am working so hard trying to get the message out there. Um I actually spend, believe it or not, a lot of time with a publicist and and you know this is not about my ego and this is not about getting me well known. This is about educating people so that hopefully we have less of these cancers and less of these drug reactions and less vaccine reactions and, you know, the, the, the problems the studies are now starting to show you know that early spay neuter is contributing to things like osteosarcoma and hemangiosarcoma and believe me the holistic vets that are out there we are trying really 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 hard to get the word out there so we are so grateful when we get on a radio show like yours so that we can educate more people because that's the only way the word is going to get out there uh oh, well we'll
2: we'll do our part for sure real quick um, what is your your facebook page uh, link again what 's the name of it?
1: My facebook page is judy morgan d v m and okay. um it's sometimes hard for people to get into that page, and i don 't know why so what ends up happening is a lot of people try to friend me on my personal page, which is just Judy Morgan. However, if people go to my website, which is Uh drjudymorgan.com, you can get into my Facebook page through there as well.
2: Okay. Okay, that's great. Then, so that'll take you um, directly there. And,
1: you know, I, I end up with a lot of friends on my personal page because people friend me, and I realize that what they're trying to do is get into my other page, and that's fine. Sometimes we do the roundabout.
2: <laughs> as long as they get there, right? <laughs> as
1: long as they get there, because that's where all the the really good information is on that page.
2: Well, um, you were talking about, about treating senior pets, and, and I know I said I was going to ask this question uh, later in the show, but since you're already talking about treating senior pets at, at end-of-life stage, um, I want to... Uh, pose this question that was uh, posted by Jupiter Barton a, in the Tripods discussion forum. Um, Jupiter has a 13-year-old senior senior dog who has been on a mostly raw-fed diet, has been fed high-quality supplements for most of its life, um, and it was discovered that the dog has a tumor in uh, in the pelvis area. Um, they don't know what type it is. They're probably not going to biopsy because the dog is 13. So Jupiter says they, they just want to take a... a palliative holistic centered um, pain management approach um, making sure that she still has a good quality of life and isn't isn't hurting so I was wondering if you could um just real quickly um offer any any suggestions as far as um how you would treat something like that
1: sure so um if you have anybody that's within of a- 45-minute or an hour drive that does acupuncture, I would strongly recommend acupuncture because the pain relief that you can get from that can be pretty amazing. Um, But there are also a lot of holistic or more natural herbal um, treatments that you can do, and there's also some homeopathic things. So there's a really nice herbal product called DGP or Dog Gone Pain. It comes out of Australia. It's got boswellia, yucca, so that's a really nice, easy-to-give product. Most dogs don't mind it at all. Um, there, You can use homeopathic arnica. Uh, we use that quite commonly in my practice, and for a lot of particularly dogs with uh, disc disease, that's all they need, nothing else. Um, wow. Willow bark, devil's claw, there's a lot of products on the market that contain those ingredients. Um, if you have a, a um, Chinese medicine veterinarian anywhere near you uh, some of the Chinese herbals are really really good for pain uh, and some of the Chinese herbals are pretty good for uh, ba- breaking up bone pain there's one in particular called bone stasis and bone stasis is to help move that move the blood from the area decrease the pain so that's a really good one since you guys are the the people who deal with all the bone tumors uh, but oh, that gosh. one is particularly good so, if you can find a um you know a Chinese medicine practitioner anywhere uh, and sometimes you can get some of those herbals online as well from some of the the really good herbal companies so it's worth uh kind of googling around with that
2: well thank you for that and and that leads me into my next question that was perfect perfect to answer there because, <laughs> uh, my my next question is um you know there there's a lot of of Controversy out there about holistic medicine. When you talk to a, a, a Western-minded vet, and um, and there's a lot of snake oil out there too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that has, you know, been shown not to do what it says it's going to do. So right. how do we how do we find those high-quality supplements? How do we pick therapies that we know will will work or at least um, do something?
1: So that is the. question and I can tell you that I have clients literally walk into my building with three grocery bags full of supplements that they have bought online and it makes me want to rip every hair out of my head because I have to go through them one at a time and go well this company is horrible this one you know it doesn't have any good ingredients in it Um, you're giving four that are all the exact same thing why are you doing that So it can, you know, and of course when your pet is diagnosed with cancer and and he's terminal and you want to do anything you can, the first thing you want to do is run out and buy every product available. And so one of the things that I tell people is don't look at testimonials. I don't care. My mother writes really, really good testimonials for me. You know, my my husband will write something really, really good and we have different last names, so you're not going to know that that's him. So you definitely... (laughs) You know, don't go on testimonials. Um, you know, if you have a friend who used something and they, you know, or there's somebody in your group and they use something and they said, boy, that really worked for my dog that's a testimonial that I would believe because that's coming out of the mouth of somebody that you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I would also look at the website for where's any kind of study. You know, we did some sort of a controlled study where we gave this to 10 dogs and then we gave a placebo to 10 dogs. And the Mm -hmm. ones with the placebo, you know, the owner said three of them were better. And the ones with the, the product actually nine of them were better. So, uh, you know, look for something that's actually going to give you some evidence. And then also stick with uh, companies that are really high-quality companies. So there are some you know, really good, high-quality companies out there. And I can tell you that people send me photos on my Facebook page and in my email all the time. Hey, I got this product. What do you think of this company? And I'm pretty blunt, and I'll tell you, either I've never heard of them or I went to their website and it looks like snake oil to me, but I don't really know. Um, I've mm-hmm. looked at so many of them that I'm pretty good at picking out the snake oil. So um, yeah, and, and you will be too. And the problem is, you know, you might get a lot of stuff. You know, some of it can be harmful. So that's the downside. What really mm-hmm. ends up happening more often is that it just doesn't do anything and you've just you know, mm-hmm. wasted some money. Um, but, you know, if you're going, if you, again, if you ha- if you have access to a holistic veterinarian, they're going to point you in the right direction. And, that, you know, I don't really care whether somebody buys a product from me or they get it online, as long as I know that they're getting a high-quality product.
2: Thank you. Those are awesome tips. Um, and now, you, as far as having access to a, a great, holistic vet. Um, What do you do if you don't have one? We have so many members who uh, come to us from other countries or very rural parts of the U.S. and they just can't get to somebody. Um, What do you do when when that's the issue?
1: Okay, so there's actually a lot of ways to handle that. Um, There are many, many Uh, holistic veterinarians who will do phone consultations. I'm one of them, but there are a lot of others that do as well. And one of the ways, to, particularly if you're in the U.S., to find a holistic veterinarian is through the AHVMA.org, which is the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association. And so if you're in the U.S., you can, you know, plug in your state and where you live and it'll bring up all the veterinarians that are in the AHVMA in your state and what modalities they practice, whether it's chiropractic or acupuncture or Reiki or craniosacral therapy or whatever it is. So if you're in the U.S., that's a good way to access that. And so some sometimes people will do phone consultations or, you know, you can send them an email and, you know, maybe they charge a fee, maybe they don't, but a lot of times they will kind of help guide you through some things or maybe answer some questions about products or whatever.
2: Great. And I had no idea that you do phone consultations. That's awesome. Um, how do you normally handle that? Does somebody just email you or, or reach out? Yeah, Facebook? so
1: the phone consultations um, are usually uh, people will call my office and uh, it's uh, my website for the office is ClaytonVetNJ as in New Jersey, dot com. And if uh, the phone number is on there. You can call my office and they will tell you what we need done. There's actually a bunch of forms that we need filled out. And I will always request that all of your veterinary records be sent, um, at least what, for whatever the problem is that's going on, so you know, like the last year of records. Because, one, I want your regular veterinarian to be in the loop. You may or may not want them to be in the loop, and I do not communicate with them directly. But I want to see what has been done. And a lot of times... You know, because you are you may be very far away from me and I may say, look, here's a test that I would like to see you have run on your pet because we need to know how is this drug that you're giving affecting his heart or affecting his kidneys. So I may say, you know, you need to go back to your regular veterinarian and ask them to run this test for you. Please send me the results. Um, a lot of times, like I'm not prescribing medication, but I will give you a list of things that I say, that, you know, that I might say, well, I, you know, I really have had good luck with product X, Y, and Z for that particular problem that you're talking about. You know, here's a diet change, Then that's my big thing, changing diets. So here's a diet mm-hmm. change that I think you could make that might help dissolve that tumor or decrease that pain or decrease that inflammation or make your pet more comfortable. So we'll definitely talk about diet changes that, that might help a situation. So, you know, if people send me all the, you know, basically there's a form that you get to fill out that says, this is my dog and this is where he falls in the pack and this is what his nose and his foot pads and his tongue and his ears look like and you can send me pictures if you want to. You know, these are the main things I'm concerned with. These are all the drugs he's taking, the supplement he's taking um, and that gives me a chance to look up all the supplements that you're using. So I like to know the name of the company that, you know, it's not just as a probiotic. I want to know, you know, it's Darwin's probiotic or it's RX vitamins or whatever Um, so that I know exactly what's going into your pet so that we can talk about everything together.
2: So there's there's a little bit of homework we have to do before we
1: contact you, but it is it all it's all for a good purpose. That's that's great. Yeah, and it's it's on the website. It's like a three-page form that you get to fill out. It's not that bad. Um and for people okay. who really have zero access at all, you know, people who can't even do a phone consult, there's a really good website called pathwithpaws.com, Mhm. And that's a holistic veterinarian and she's got a ton of information, a ton of cancer information up there and her stuff is really good.
2: We uh, love Dr. McCullough. We've had her on yeah. Tripod Talk in the past, a couple of years ago. And, yeah, we, we always refer people there. It's awesome. But now that yeah. we are in touch with you, now we can put you on our list as well. So, <laughs> so we really, Thank you. really appreciate this. Um, so let's, I know you're really excited about, about dietary changes. Let's talk about dietary changes for uh, pets with cancer and other immune system diseases. Um, what are some of the ways you would, you would approach this um, when someone brings their dog to you? Does it depend on the dog's? age or, or size or diagnosis, how do you normally start with that?
1: It's going to depend on everything, really. Um, but uh, the first thing I will tell you is that a dog with cancer, I will recommend and jump up and down and stop my feet and do whatever it takes to get, you to get that dog off of kibble. I will actually mm. pretty much do whatever it takes to get that dog off of processed food, um, except for a couple of freeze-dried or frozen raw um, companies that I like, um, because I just went to the AFCO meeting, and I know how horrible the ingredients are that are going into most of the pet food in this country and in this world, and it's pretty bad. So. Particularly when we're talking pets with cancer, that's when you really need to clean up their act. You need to clean up the diet. The same thing happens with people. My sister had a breast cancer thing a few years ago, and let me tell you the girl will not put anything in her mouth that is not organic and perfect, and I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be the same thing with our pets. And not everybody can afford to do that. And I get that. I understand that. But you need to do the best you can with what you have available. And I will tell you that even if you home cook the worst meal in the world, your dog will love it. (laughs) And it will be better than anything that comes out of a bag or a can.
2: (laughs) I love that. So that's going to be step one.
1: (laughs) Then we're going to talk about how to balance a diet. And, um, you know, from a... Chinese medicine standpoint, most uh, cancers kind of fall into one of two categories, but a lot of these animals are what we would call blood deficient over time uh, because they've been on diets that have really just weakened them, weakened their immune system, weakened their ability to fight things off i mean that's why they got cancer they weren't able their body wasn't able to fend off the attack anymore. Um, and, you know, it's really sad when we see these dogs who have been raised holistically and they still get cancer and you kind of go, well, poop, where did I go wrong? Um, But I will say that dogs that are fed raw diet their entire lives, there are some of them that they develop something from a Chinese medicine standpoint we call stagnation because they're fed a cold, heavy diet from a Chinese Perspective, um, and so cold and heavy can be kind of stagnant, and stagnation is is really what tu- a tumor is. It's a it's an area where the energy stopped moving. So, uh, so some of those dogs we actually have to warm them up a little bit with food that's energetically a little more warming to get the chi moving, get the energy moving, and get that blood flowing to try to you know carry that cancer off and just you know wave goodbye as it sails off into the ocean
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I know that your your cookbook has a, an explanation of hot foods and cold foods but um, can you elaborate a little more on that because you're not just talking about temperature right
1: right so we're talking about the energetics of the food so it's, for me right now it's 95 degrees outside and it's really hot and humid so what do you eat on a hot day you're going to eat something like watermelon now you know even if you eat the watermelon at a warm temperature the watermelon is cooling and draining, it's got a lot of moisture in it, so it's going to help cool down your body. If, you know, in the winter it's it's cold, you, you want to warm up your body, so you're going to eat something that when you put it inside, so think of curry. Curry is a spicy food, it makes you sweat when you eat it. So lamb is energetically hot, chicken is energetically hot, uh, venison is energetically hot. So if you have dogs with a lot of inflammation and uh, hot problems in their body, which, you know, arth- anything with itis on the end, arthritis, pancreatitis, mm-hmm. um, dermatitis, you know, any of those inflammatory things, those are all hot problems in the body. So you want to feed foods that are going to be more cooling. Think about nice cold ocean fish. That's going to cool the body down. Um, cows, if they're grass fed and they're out on pasture moving around very slowly and gracefully, that's going to be pretty cool. Well, neutral to cool meat. But those that are fed in a feedlot where they're all packed in and they're fed corn and you know, they're all hyped up on their steroids and antibiotics and everything else, that meat then becomes hot. So not only oh. is it the the energetics of the meat itself, but then how it's raised and how it's processed. Uh, wild caught salmon is cold. It comes from the deep ocean waters. Farm raised salmon is hot because it's been fed GMO corn.
2: <laughs> that totally makes sense. It it really does. And I also love in the book about how you um how you you talk about the energetics of food uh when it comes to do- a dog's personality uh, yeah. because we have a very high-anxiety uh, German Shepherd. <laughs> right. And once I read your book, I, I I said, you know what? We have been feeding him the wrong food. He was eating <laughs> venison, venison and, and yeah. hot, hot, hot foods. And yeah. so we've switched him to cooling foods like fish. <laughs> and um, I believe I've seen a difference. So so thank you. I really encourage everybody to get, to get Dr. Morgan's books.
1: Uh, thank you.
2: But... It really, I mean, I mean, there's so much to learn.
1: There is. You know, it's, it's an ongoing process, and the learning never ends. And, you know, people, I get these really weird texts on my, on my phone, Dr. Morgan, what's the energetics of octopus? <laughs> I'm like, you're <laughs> kidding me, right? <laughs> so, you know, wherever I am, I have to stop in my tracks and try to figure that out. You know, now, I kind of look at it, and I go, well, it's a deep ocean water thing. I'm, it's got to be cold. Right so and it is. <laughs> but you know sometimes i get weird ones and i'm like uh, yak yak i don't know where are you finding yak meat? <laughs> right
2: i've seen yak meat i've seen some really unusual meats like that lately.
1: Exactly. So and you know so now we're getting to weird things you know we've got kangaroo we've got all these weird things that are popping up, up there and so you know it's an ongoing study to, to figure out what's what. <laughs>
2: We just keep going and learning as we go. Um, yep. We just had a caller on the line, and, and they hung up, but so caller, if you're listening and you would like to ask Dr. Morgan a question, please call back. Uh, in the meantime, we still have lots more to talk about i'd I'd love to hear, since since most of our members are dealing with some type of bone cancer or um, vaccine-associated sarcoma, um, what are some of the approaches that that you take for these types of, of diseases?
1: Okay. So well, like I said, the first thing we're gonna do is change diet. So we're gonna look at what they have been eating and what we think they need to eat based on their personality type and whatever disease they're they're dealing with. And not all tumors are hot. Most of them are, but not all of them. Um and we do have to add something that's a, a, a got the you know extra chi in it and there's a list of chi tonics in the book uh to energy to move that. So So first we would look at Uh the diet, and second we would talk about all the things that your pet is not going to receive anymore, like vaccinations and chemicals for fleas and ticks and chemicals for heartworm preventative, because all of those chemicals are going to contribute to problems. Uh, Antibiotics are a big problem for these dogs with cancers because they kill off the good bacteria that live in the bowel, and the good bacteria that live in the bowel – that's half, their 80% of your immune system is sitting in the gut. So if we don't have a happy gut, then we're never going to get the uh-huh. immune system straightened out. So usually we'll look at what they've been eating, how we're going to fix that, how we're going to fix their gut. Uh, so probiotics, digestive enzymes. I always go with a vegetarian probiotic. I try to go with a vegetarian digestive enzyme um, so that we're not adding in other animal proteins that, the animal, you know, particularly if it's like a beef base or a chicken base, um one, it might change the energetics, and two, the base animal may have been exposed to antibiotics and hormones and steroids and things that we don't want these pets exposed to anymore um so we're going to work on the immune system. A lot of them will get acupuncture either for pain or to, you know, move the energy. Um, one thing I will say is that acupuncture needles are never should never be placed right around right at the site of the tumor or very close and these pets should not receive electroacupuncture. Um, really? And yeah, electroacupuncture can actually cause uh the cancer to move. We're not sure on that, but let's play on the safe Uh side so we don't do electro on those guys. The same with laser therapy. We never laser an area where there may be a cancer. You can laser other parts of the body because that's something that just affects the local area pretty much, but we will not laser Uh over a cancer. So when we do surgery, you know, a lot of times after post-op, we'll do laser to speed healing, but not on an area where we think we've just taken a tumor out, you know, something that might be a cancer. So that, you know, then we'll, um, we'll the reason, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say the reason I stopped you about electrochemotherapy is that's been a recent discussion in our uh, in our discussion forums lately, and um, somebody's brought the it electro-acupuncture? up. Electroacupuncture. Uh, uh, electro electroacupuncture. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, now is does that apply to dogs who've had the tumor removed? Like, say, the leg is gone.
1: So the leg is gone, but. The question is: Are there any cancer cells lurking? Where are they lurking? And where are we doing our electro? Oh,
2: interesting. <laughs> so I think we could do question. a whole show about that. I think. I mean, yeah, we're gonna it's have a big question, question and it's an,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an unanswered question. So you know, I'm always err on the side of boy. I don't want to make it worse. Yeah. So I will do acupuncture, wow. I, I do dry needle, or you know, aquapuncture, okay. where we're putting in you know B vitamins or something else um, to try to stimulate, you know, especially if we're treating for pain. But I usually will not do electro. Well, I won't do electro.
2: Okay, that. Thank you for that explanation. I think we will have you back for a show just about <laughs> that. Um, but in in the meantime, we are just about done here. Thank you, Dr. Morgan. We really appreciate your time today.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for your time, Dr. Morgan. Listeners
0: can find out more about your work at ClaytonVetNJ.com and read our reviews of your books at Amazon.Tripods.com. Until next time, find this and all Tripod Talk Radio podcasts at Downloads.Tripods.com or join the discussion about dogs and cats living with cancer and loving life on three legs in the blogs, forums, live chat, and many helpful resources at Tripods.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at (laughs) tripods.com.